The team tries to track Dr. Hemlock. Tech makes a fateful choice. Omega learns a dark secret and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the season two finale of The Bad Batch. All right, we are back here on the Sky Guys, finishing up the second season of The Bad Batch. And boy, this show went out with a doozy after some ups and downs over the course of the season. I want your host, Matt Phillips. Joining me today, uh, the man whose voice you hear every single week on the podcast and the narration, Pete Costor is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well. Doing well. Um, still need to get this webcam fixed when I do it for my tablet, so I apologize that you guys can't see me. However, um, like you said, season two, really ending, ending strongly. Uh, I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Absolutely. You're also with us today, fresh from uh, Moff Tarkin Summit on Ariadu. Nick Fred is here. Nick, how are you? Doing great. Um, although I enjoyed it, I'm very happy that it's over. Uh, it was a lot. It was a lot to do with the watching and doing double episodes because they come out on the same day as The Mandalorian. So now we don't have to do that anymore. So although I enjoyed the episode very much, I am happy that we do not have to watch more than one episode in a day anymore. I will also put this out here to Disney. Plus, I know you guys are probably, if it's not for half our volume, they don't listen to this podcast. So let's say, guys, like, please don't do this again. Please don't double up the shows. It makes it it makes it hard to enjoy them both when you, you're trying to cram both of them into one day. Yeah. And I mean, just think about the weeks that we're not going to, I'm sure at some point throughout this year, we're not going to have stuff to watch and we could have had something to watch and they just weren't at the same time. Yeah. We could have, we have a whole summer of that, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right, here. So, Pete, I would imagine you're, you want to subscribe to the Sky Guys podcast. Do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, and all usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys here podcast. Black one episodes there. Well, the Bad Batch content is coming to mostly an end. We're gonna have a little, like a follow up show in a few weeks to sort of catch up on the season here. They can subscribe for all the uh, off season stuff we're gonna have and early access to the Mando episodes. Yeah, early access, off season content. You don't want to miss it. So definitely subscribe if you haven't already. Absolutely. Also, leave your feedback and star ratings. It helps us make, a, make this podcast even better going forward. And Nick, they all follow us on the social on the social media streets. How can they do that? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. I had to switch my mic around a little bit. Hopefully, it seems hopefully it should sound better than it did before. Yeah. But um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can follow us on at Sky Guys Podcast. That's both on Instagram and on Twitter. Yep, you can also check out the YouTube page. Mike Phillips on YouTube. Video version of the conversations of the podcast are here. We're not getting him in season two. Maybe season three will get Darth, but I do think we could we could see him soon. I I forget that he could be in the show. When I watch the show, I think of it as like he can't be there. I always forget that he can be. Yeah, it's, and it's a choice they made not to bring him in over thirty two episodes so far. I think we'll see him. I mean, the Rebels at this point he'd appeared several times already. I think we'll see him. And uh, spoiler alert: there's almost definitely going to be a season three. And if there's not, it's for a very very bad reason in Disney's part. Yeah, for sure. And let's get into this finale here. Two-part here of the Summit and Plan 99. Very good stuff, but I want to throw this question out to both of you guys. Where has this show been the rest of the season here? We got all the good stuff in like two episodes. Yeah. I'm with you. It's nothing. This could have been a mid-season thing. We could have fleshed this out for the last, you know, six episodes. Yeah, I mean, we had so much good stuff in this finale over the two parts. And you can throw last week in here, too. I mean, we could have either, A, made this a much leaner 10-episode season, got rid of the stupid treasure hunting episodes, or, like, 
cutting down one episode of uh, them getting stuck on that planet and losing the ship. Or, you know, like you said, get rid of the filler and just stretch this stuff out a little bit and get us more content instead of jamming it all into, into about 55 minutes. Absolutely. You have how many fillers do you think we had? Like I don't know if you have the the, the list on the top of your head or like the the ratings that we gave it, but I I will tell you I have the list up here. There were a grand total of one, two, three, four, five episodes. Five were below, plus two more that were under six. So we're looking at roughly half the season that we could have done without. But you know what? Honestly, in the grand scheme of things, when you compare this to like Clone Wars and, and maybe some, especially like earlier seasons, there, if you're at fifty percent, it's actually not that bad. Yeah, it's about like I see. This is kind of roughly the Clone Wars season two parallel, where you had some good stuff, you still have stuff you're scratching your head at, like wondering what the hell we're doing here, Pete. Yeah, I think we're a little bit better off than we were probably season two of Clone Wars, but I have to say, it really. Uh... The proof is going to be in the pudding for season three. I think if they set up this huge, huge cliffhanger and then do what they did this season where half of it is just, you know, let's just call it BS missions. Uh, well, we'll kind of tell what they're, where their head's at. Yeah, for sure. Let's get to this episode here. So obviously we started off here. We, Nick, we pick up where he left off last week where the team is on uh Pabu and they're trying to have a plan to track Dr. Hemlock to rescue Trosshair. So what do you think about what we got here from uh M- from this this initial plan? We're just gonna track. We're gonna put a tracker on his thing. We're gonna like, raid the summit that because Hemlock's a ghost. We can't find him otherwise. And then, okay, we'll put a tracker on his ship. We'll follow him back. We'll get crosshair, and we're boom, we're gone. The good plan. Mm-hmm. The good plan, and uh, right away you could tell about the like the seriousness of the episode. I've mentioned this countless times before on this show, but you could tell right away it's gonna be a good one, and it did not fail to deliver. Yeah, and P also pointed out here that. The scene where Fee Genoa says goodbye to Tech at the beginning of the episode, like, now looking back, having watched both parts of it, huge sort of, like, uh, spoiler there that, you know, like, Tech was not going to make it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when you watch the first part of this finale, it's not really taken as that. It's almost taken like, ah, oh, it's just Tech. He's not saying goodbye to anyone. Um, but, yeah, huge foreshadowing there. Um, and, and good by the writers for that as well. Yeah, Nick, he's disappointed as of right now. Does not like we're gonna see the continuation of the fee tech, fee Genoa and tech romance. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think that this show experimented with, you know, they they clearly listened to to our podcast because we always said either no echo or no tech, and they tried no echo and didn't really get much better. So now they're going no tech. It's a shame because tech was probably the best character of the season. Yeah, I think he was. Right. I mean, we'll mm-hmm. call it the MVP list later and. He might have been number one. Yeah, he was number one going into the finale. We'll cover that in a bit here. But we do see that they have this plan. They go and infiltrate the Tarkin compound here. They, he's having a summit of key Imperial officers here. And Pete, did you catch? Did you, were you surprised that we got to see uh, our, our old friend Krennic here at the summit? Um, A little bit, yeah. I was definitely a little bit surprised. I wasn't expecting him to make an appearance. Yeah, Nick, too bad I can't retroactively count this for the Endor draft and win that draft. Yeah, right. They did. They did, like how when they called on him, they said Project Stardust. That's from Rogue One. You know, that's the name of the project where the plans were. And then you can hear, if you listen closely, some Rogue One music playing after that scene. A really nice touch. It was a good touch. And it was great. I great they got Ben Mendelsohn back to actually do the voice of that character too, and then had to hire. I him didn't him. know they did. They did get him back for his one. That's line. great because he's a, he's a big actor too. That's not. It's not an easy pull. 
Yeah, it's not an easy pull, especially like, hey, can you work? I don't know how they do voice acting. You probably need to go to the studio, right? Yeah, maybe now in the in the age of like uh, mobile stuff, maybe they sent him like a fancy mic and stuff to his house and say, hey, can you record this live yeah. for us? Like, but but you imagine you're calling this big time actor who's on a lot of shows and you say, we just need you to say two sentences. Yeah, for our entire season. <laughs> and here's probably ten thousand dollars or more. Yeah, got a big lot, good big bump for that here. And Pete, we also find out here that. We hear from uh, from Hemlock what his plans are for the clones. He's going to use them as experiments to work on this cloning project that the Emperor is highly prioritized here. And then we get some of what Nick remembers here about potential, oh, like, what if we have the, this clone uprising here? And Hemlock's like, don't worry, I got this. So did you, did you appreciate that we got more insight what Hemlock is thinking about? Yeah, absolutely. I think Hemlock has been, even though he's only been, what, maybe four or five total episodes in the entire yep. season, I think he's been the strongest character uh, for the whole season. Um, I think the storyline behind Hemlock, uh, uh, Dr. Hemlock, excuse me, um, is the strongest storyline of this season. So I'm really glad that they actually delve into that and that they didn't just kind of leave you hanging as, oh, he's the big bad guy looking for the bad batch. Yeah, that's for sure here. And uh, Nick, anything catch your interest here of from what Hemlock was talking about with his plan? We don't really know exactly why the Empire wants these clones yet. We know they want clone experiments for future projects, but what do they want to do? Do they want to create Snoke? Do they want to create Earth Snoke-like beings? Do they want to create the body for Palpatine in the future, which we learn about in in um um the hell they call that movie, Rise of Skywalker? You know, we don't know what they're trying to do yet, and it actually seems kind of funny because they're decommissioning all the clones, but they're learning how to clone. Yeah. It's like we don't want any clones, but we really want clones. We want a clone. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's funny when you think about it like that, but not sure exactly what the goal is. I just know that they want to make a clone. Now, what are they doing with that clone? We're not positive yet. I, my guess is it's going to be that the whole plan all along was that he had another body. Yeah, that he that he's going to basically be uh, Voldemort. Harry Potter. He splits his soul apart into different pieces, and his, and his soul goes another body if he gets killed in his first one. Yeah, and the problem with this is is the movie came out five years ago, four years ago, and you are trying to paint the picture that, oh, this is how it always was kind of thing. When meanwhile, no, it was at a left field. You went, oh, yeah, he's still alive. And he was like, wait, what? And now you're explaining it, but what are you going to do? Yeah, so, Pete, this show is basically a giant retcon for uh, all the stuff that went wrong in the sequels. I mean, maybe. I think uh, it's either a retcon or they're trying to explain. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's for sure here. And uh, Nick, anything stick out to you from the sequence prior to them running to Saw Gerrera about what they were doing in the base? No, but uh, you got to explain the Saw Gerrera thing to me. It's just like, he was just there, and then he left? I was so confused. Like, he would, like, I, I, please explain it to me, because I completely missed it. Maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention. I was just like, that's Saw Gerrera? And then he just wasn't there anymore? I was just so confused. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the best I can to explain here. And Pete, you can back me up here. I have this correctly. I mean, Saw Gerrera, we last see in the, in the pilot of this show where... The bad bat where Crosshair get the bad guy gets sent to kill him on Onderon. They decide to let him go, and then he shows up here. We just bumble into him in the base when we're trying to, you know, get information out of here. He's decided I'm gonna pull off the whole summit and kill Tarkin the leadership. And basically, he just does that and gets, gets the hell out of dodge. That's basically the way I read it. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just a coincidence that they happened to run into saw Guerrera that he was conducting a mission at the same time that the bad batch was and just kind of like oh you're here yeah okay i guess we're here almost seems like um 
it almost seems like you would do a TV show, a Saw show. Yeah. And then you see this episode, it's his point of view. You know how they do that a lot in shows? Yeah. And, I mean, they don't have a Saw show, so I guess it's not happening. But you know what I mean? They do that a lot in shows where you see someone else's point of view. Yeah, with the, the Saw Guerrero episode where you see, where he's, where, see his planning of the, this thing, and then he runs to the Bad Bats to see him leave. Right. If there was more time, this if this was the mid-season finale, not the season finale, I would expect them to do that in the second half of the season. One of the episodes, maybe the one right after, would be Saw's point of view in that whole thing. It would have been better to get that instead of, uh, you know, like, we're going to go treasure go to the Hidden Treasure Planet. <sighs> hidden Treasure Planet. Yeah. I had a lot of building of character, though. And you know what? Actually, one of the most boring episodes that actually turned out to be really useful was the... Um, that racing one. Yes, it did. Yeah, that one I did say at the time, like the line did end up paying off in the in the show. It was it was a twenty five minute episode, whatever it was, and ten seconds mattered. Yeah, plus text character on the episode too. Yeah, yeah. So Pete, we do see Saw Guerrero here. I do think it's fun where like he and the team have this debate about like what were you like what are you doing? He's like I'm gonna blow up the whole base, and Tech's like that's really stupid, bro. Like like you killing the leadership. That's gonna put new leaders. They're not really doing anything. We're gonna try and collect information here to follow this doctor and stop what they're doing. He's based Pete, and uh, he's basically you know what? like like I made my mind up. I'm destroying the empire. Like you guys do what you gotta do and leave. I, I I'm not changing my plans. I mean, it's definitely on brand for Saul Guerrero, right? It's not like. They they strayed away from his his tactics and he it, I mean yeah like he he wanted to just blow up the empire and he figured if he gets some of the top guys it was going to make a huge dent. Um, but I agree with Hunter. It's just it's just going to the same stuff is going to keep happening over and over again if they don't actually fix the problem. Yeah, and Nick, I, this is, does sort of catalyze the rest of the episode here because Saul doesn't get a chance to plant his bomb on the command deck because they then the bad guys get caught by the stormtroopers so. He leaves. He decides to blow the thing up. The Bad Batch gets in the cable car to try and escape. The power gets shorted from the explosion. So Saw's explosion basically traps the Bad Batch like on a cable car, like in the middle of the, in the middle of the, of the of the jungle there, while they're trying to get away. So that's the end of the first episode. That was it. That was the first episode. We were in the next one picks up right where it left off, which is why make two. Well, let's just make it a longer episode. Because like, Disney has something against our episodes. They honestly have something against it. I don't understand why. Or, you know, like, we could have, you know, aired this over back-to-back weeks. If you want this to be a cliffhanger. Yeah. I, I would prefer, like, this is the finale. It's 50 minutes. There it is. But, nope. Yeah, so we do find out here that, basically, they're trying to get out, like, uh, Tarkin is sending more, like, Stormtroopers out in cable cars to get them. He sends ships out to get them. And Nick, I did think this is also very fitting for Tarkin, where like one of the lieutenants there, the other guy was monitoring the security cameras that had been disabled by Saw's team. He's like, "Hey, you know, like our troops are in the are in the middle of this. Like, why aren't you worried to get cross crossfire?" He's like, "Nope, just get just get rid of the insurgents." Yep, very you know anything for the mission, like right. Yep, that's that's very Tarkin. Right. That's very Tarkin. That's right. Yeah, and Pete, we do see here that they have figured out that like. Tech needs to go get a like the go, get traverse the uh, structure of the cables and go turn the power back on and Echo can start the car up. But while this is going on, they get attacked by the by the spaceships. Tech gets caught there, and it becomes very clear he's not going to get back on the ship. And he says, "We're going to go to Plan Ninety Nine, and Wrecker doesn't want to do." It. We find out really quickly that Tech sacrificed himself to ensure the team can get away. So 
At, like, were you shocked when they actually did this? Um, while it was happening, I wasn't shocked. I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to happen. But I think leading up to it, I didn't think Tech was going to be in any danger. Uh, one gripe about the scene is that he looks at the platform like it's very far away and decides to jump to it to get to the, the grid. And then he just easily uses his grapple hook to get back. And I'm like, why couldn't you just have done that for the first jump? But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't expect it. I think this was a huge scene. I think this is probably the biggest meaning a scene had in Bad Batch probably for its two seasons. Yeah, Nick, like, what do you think about this when you actually realize, like, oh, shit, they're actually going to kill him? I actually thought that somehow, someway, Wrecker was going to die saving him. That's what I was waiting for, ha- like, to happen. I thought he was going to, like, jump down and throw Tech back up and then fall to his death. But no, that didn't happen. Tech is presumably dead. Um, I would not hold it past him that he's still alive. And... um the sacrifice play, I think that only makes the strongest character of this season even stronger. Yeah, and Pete, Nick brought up a good point here. I mean, we do get a little later in the episode from Hemlock where he says, like, I went to go look for Cross. I only found his, like, shattered goggles on the ground. He gives them back to Hunter at one point. And I would, this is, do you think this is comic rules where, like, because we didn't see the body, he's not really dead. Do you think they actually are going to keep him dead? I mean, for sure, I think this is comic book rules. But it it would be pretty it would cheapen the moment if he comes back soon. I think, I think if you do this, it's going to take away all the sacrifice that he made. I mean, granted, yes, he still did the right thing to save the team, but it's just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Text back. It's, it's going to cheapen it all. So I think they should just stick with echo being part of the team and that's it. And I think be done. I think tech is going to come back. And I think that's one of the reasons that there was no post credit scene in this is that the post credit scene would be, him on one of those machines that Crosshair was on towards the end, but because they don't want to spoil it yet, they're doing that. Because if you think about it, you're right. If you look at it in terms of the story, this happened on, let's say, Tuesday. On Thursday, he's laying on the table. That's nothing. But the way we're looking at it as audiences, right now, it's March of 2023. The Bad Bad probably isn't going to be back till. 20, Fall of 24, maybe or, winter 25. Yeah, probably has to later winter 25, depending on when they actually start this. So at that, in, our, in our minds then, it's for two years of our lives, Echo is going to be gone. Or excuse me, Tech is going to be gone. So I think that's how they're, I think that's what their plan is. I don't think he's dead. Yeah, Pete, right? The thing that jumped to my mind when it came through years, especially when we see the end of the episode, when you see all the clones on the tables getting experimented on by uh, him, like, are we going to Winter Soldier Tech here and just sort of like brainwash him and turn him into like some sort of like super assassin? Maybe I wouldn't put it past them. I don't know if they that would go. Yeah, I feel like it's a stretch. Yeah, Nick, I feel like in terms of the animated series, I mean, like, is there any character in Star Wars animation that's really stayed dead besides Kanan? Clone ninety nine, season three, episode one yeah. of the Clone Wars, which is probably what has something to do with Plan ninety nine. Has to do with something like that. Yeah, I think they were the inspiration for the Bad Batch, I think, in the, in the minds of the writers. No, that guy. There was the old guy. He was yeah. Clone 99. Yeah. And he, he died. So, him. Yeah. I mean, and that other and the other guy. Who was the one? I hated him so much. We all hated him. Oh, Zero. He was, no, he was mean to the clones. Oh, uh, poor Krell. Yes, yes. Oh, man. He's dead, too. I guess in terms of main character energy, though, because those guys are kind maybe, of... Maybe, maybe Savage Press. 
kind of, sort of, yeah. Maybe Asajj Ventures, which is so stupid that the way that she would be so perfect for this show or for even for Mandalorian to be perfect. I don't know why they killed that character off. Yeah, that was before they had plans to do anything beyond the Clone Wars also. So they said, yeah, we'll just wrap yeah. our characters in a bow. Yep. Would have been really nice to see more of that character even in, in any show. In any show. Yeah, I mean, I will say the thing that makes Kanan's death work in Rebels is, is that the fact that, like, it's a meaningful sacrifice. He stays dead. It's not some magic from the Force that he has to, like, turn back alive at the end of the, at the, end of the series, so. Uh, well, maybe in Ahsoka. Yeah, I don't think we're getting, like, I don't think <laughs> I hope not. That. I'll, all I'll say is, like, if we, like, find out later on the tech is Winter Soldier and we're going to bring unbrainwash these back on the team in, like, the middle of season three, I'd be very disappointed. Well, think about this. Usually, the guy you brainwash. Now, I, I, you know, Bucky was a little different in Marvel, but usually the guy you brainwash is Wrecker. Yeah. You brainwash the guy who's a madman, and then you turn him on your side. It'd be really interesting to see someone brainwash tech, because then he's using his brains, but he's also brainwashed. It'd be kind of cool, to be honest with you. You don't really see that often. You usually see the muscle, not the brains. Yeah, Pete, would you be bothered if made that choice? No, I think it would it would it would be kind of like a breath of fresh air, right? I think like Nick was saying, Wrecker is usually the type of character that would that would succumb to this because of the weak mind, you know. So if they can do it with someone like Tech, who is very very um, smart and was pretty much cloned to be the smart technological guy, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, and also Nick, we can move on from this for a little bit here. I mean, in terms of like. What do you think of the stylistic choice we made here? That we follow Omega's respect where she basically gets knocked out from the escape here, and then we see flashes of like them escaping with like her like sort of like going in and out of contact. Do you think that was a cool look? I'm sorry, repeat that, please. You cut out for a sec. Let's talk about the sequence where like we're following Omega's POV and she's like slipping in and out of consciousness, and the team's getting away on the ship. We don't really see the whole sequence here. That did you like that choice? Oh, and she's with the uh, the guy, the droid. No, like before that, like when she's I gets knocked down the cable car, they're trying to escape. Oh, 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 oh! I did, I did, I liked that. And then she kind of like woke up, and she was kind of like um, confused, confused, forgot about. Um, I keep saying Echo, Heck for a second, and she she kind of got on my nerves how how much she cared. I I get it. I don't know. They get the show doesn't play it off enough that these people actually care about each other. So when she gets all like upset about it, I'm just like I don't buy it. Maybe I just hate her as a character, but. Don't forget, Nick, she and Tech had that meaningful conversation in the mine a few weeks ago. They did. They did. Yeah. I remember that conversation. Yeah. It's probably my favorite part. It was a character development in the entire show, and it did pay off. Yeah. Yeah, and Pete, I'm sure you were thrilled about this. We find out that they went back to SIDS to, to get help because the droid AZ-3 is there. He's treating them. And then, shocker, Sid turns them into the Empire. So... Before I found out she turned him into the Empire, I was so fucking mad that Sid was there helping them. And I was like, God damn it, we're doing this again. I can't I can't do this. We don't ruin this this really, really good finale. And then at least they stayed true to what we thought of Sid, and that was just a backstabbing, just no good person, or whatever the species is that Sid is. Um it it Thank God that was the that's the way they went. They didn't just go like, oh, Sid will take care of you. Don't worry and all that crap. Yeah, Nick, I feel like we called this last week. We called this shot that she was going to like, turn yeah. him in here. But like, did the team lose points for going back to Sid at this moment? Yeah, they did. I was surprised that they did. I, 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 they seemed like they were a couple episodes ago, like done, never going back. And they went, maybe they went back. I was like, 
I, I, it took me a while. I'm like, where are they? And I go, why is Sid there? Wait, they went back? <laughs> so, yeah, they lose a lot of points for that. I think that blows my mind. And very obviously, she turned on them and potentially cost them. Well, definitely cost them based on how it ends. I mean, I get, I guess, story, the media thinking, oh, you know, we need to get the medical droid. He could treat all of us. But, like, Pete, they don't have a doctor on Pabu? I guess not, which seems weird to me. Well, if you want to go live there and then have a doctor, and then you're making the wrong decision right away. Yeah, I mean, right? he even said to Omega, like, I'm thinking about going there. It seems like a good place. But they don't have a doctor, so they better, you know, that's then I wouldn't go live there. I don't know. Like, that seems like an odd choice. If there's, if, if there's a doctor on Pablo, you, the answer's go to Pablo. You don't go back to Sid. Especially after you stiffed her that many times. I agree. 100%. Uh, of course. Okay, so we see this happening here that the Empire storms in, they capture Wrecker. Hunter tells Omega, go run away. Like, like we can't let them catch you. He gets basically captured as well. And then, uh, Nick, your favorite character, Omega, decides, like, I'm going to free a team by myself and then gets herself captured. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The standoff. The standoff with Hemlock and Hunter was very good. I love that. I think the tensions were at an all-time high in this show because we already saw Tech die. So I'm, at this point, I'm saying... Quote, you know, if you can't see me on the video version, if you're listening, I'm putting my fingers up for the quotes. Die. We don't know yet, but um, this was the most edge of the scene I've ever been because we already saw, as I just said, we saw Tech die. I'm thinking, who's going to go next? Would you be shocked if Hemlock just killed Hunter there? I wouldn't. Would you be shocked if he'd gone and, and shot Wrecker? Would you be shocked if Omega showed up? killed Hemlock, and then all the troopers are running after that. I wouldn't be shocked. All of it. If they, I, The only person I'd be shocked about if they killed Omega at that point, but I was, like, sitting there thinking, anything can happen right now. This is prime-time, edgier-seat television right here, because you really don't know. Similar to, like, what happens in... When we watch, for example, Clone Wars, we know Anakin's not dying, even when we're, we're watching it for the first time. We knew. We are positive. So, like, when he's fighting against... Dooku, or actually, he didn't, see, you know, but whatever. Like when he, you know, what I'm saying when when he has a lightsaber battle, you know, he's not going to die. And in this, I'm sitting on the edge of my seat, like I literally do not know because none of these characters show up again. Yeah. Or not again, but you know what I mean, like in the future. Yeah, they're not in anything, any established material. There's very few of them. Saw, um, Rex, Tarkin. You know, very few. Very few. Yeah. Yeah, and Pete, like. In terms of the Omega thing here, did it bother you that she decided I'm, you know, like I'm not gonna go find Echo. I'm gonna go just take care of by myself. Yeah, I mean, she bothers me in general. Um, I, I, I can understand her character doing it, but like, come on, like, obviously Hunter knows what he's talking about, and you're just being a stubborn kid. And I understand she wants to help, but it's just like yet again, she gets into these situations where she feels like she can handle everything and she can't. And I'm, you know, it kind of screws her over now and she never gets the hint and this has happened many a times before in this season and last season so i don't think she ever learned yeah nick i mean we do get the moment of her being capable in the first episode where she plants the tracker and does it successfully and then maybe she got her high on her horse like oh you know like i'll take my bow and arrow and and, and uh kill 17 stormtroopers to get these guys out maybe they're thinking that us as audience are gonna think season one she couldn't get anything right season two she gets some things right season three she'll get more things right maybe yeah if she's in season, no, she'll definitely end it. But if they get her back, yeah, if they get her back here, and we do see that, like at the end of the episode, we see that like Tech does free Wrecker and Echo, Wrecker and Wrecker and Hunter, and then they are sort of like running away. They, they lose, they lose Sid, they lose uh, Omega, and they say, "You know, we're gonna have to do every can to get her back here." 
We ended up on back on the cloning planet, like a cloning facility on Mantis, I think that's the name of the facility. And I did think it was great to see like Hemlock, right? The Hemlock's Nala say thing, the conversation Pete turns is like, well, like Hemlock's like, have you reconsidered my product? I brought Omega here. And she's, she's like, what you want to do is impossible. And he's like, you're going to find a way to do it. Or like she's suffering the consequences, not you. So I think, again, we call that correctly. This is leverage for Nala say. Yeah, and I think he may think that Omega is also the key to getting it done. If it's if it's uh, impossible, maybe there's something about that particular clone. But uh, but yeah, no, I, uh, you, we, I we were right. It was definitely for leverage. At least that's how Hemlock is alluding to. And 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 now, Mike, you got to talk about this big reveal at the end because I have a lot of questions on it. The spoiler, besides tech dying. Yeah. We get to the spoiler here because we see that Omega gets brought to the room where all the clones we experiment on. She sees Crosshair on the table, tries to get him free. The, that scientist you follow around, the female scientist, is sort of like, you know, like, like why are you going to talk to him and not to me? She's like, he's my, like, he's my brother. It's like, but I'm your sister. And you're like, that's really where the end of the season. Omega's like dumbfounded that there's like another female clone out there. So this one did take me by surprise. So it took me by surprise for the main reason is we've seen what's happening all season. It's all about clone rights and the decommission of the clones and in of the stormtrooper. And I would imagine a lot of times you see those guys who sit at the computers, right? And the yeah. empire, I don't know what they do on the, on the star destroyers and the death star. They're not probably not doing anything. They're just sitting there typing. Yeah. Those guys were also clones. They're now people. So like everyone in the empire, all clones have been decommissioned, but this one has a job. Yeah. Is she a spy of sorts? I don't know. I feel like she's a sympathizer, Pete, where I feel like where she sort of like has not abandoned the cause yet. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Could be either. That's what I'm thinking. I, first, yeah. I think she has to abandon the cause. Then I'm thinking then I'm think, sitting here thinking maybe she's a spy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if she's a spy or she was a clone that was working for the Empire that wasn't like a trooper because she's older than Omega. So she's obviously been involved a lot longer than the dis- destruction of of Camino. Um, so I think maybe maybe that's why she just stuck on because she was an asset. I don't know. Certainly, but, why, but why tell Omega? Maybe attempt that to- she's also a clone. Maybe if he doesn't to plan to help her. Maybe to get her to cooperate because maybe crosshair to cooperate. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it might be just a way to try and gain trust with Omega, saying like, "Hey, look, like." Like I'm a clone. I'm looking out. Like I make sure. Of, like if they just do what we want them to, they're not gonna get hurt. So it's sort of like, like I'm doing what I want to, and I'm I'm just fine. By the way, you heard Crosshair's voice when Tech died, right? I did not hear that. There was a message to him, like him saying something in in his voice. The Tech heard right when he died. You have to go back and listen to that because that definitely happened. That'd be a pretty cool shout. But I think that's a good place to leave the episode here. I do think. Great, a lot of great stuff here. I just wish we had more time to marinate some of these plot points instead of shoving them all in 25 minutes. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's go ahead now. Let's get to our trackers here. For the last time this season, we're going to update the Bad Batch trackers here. So, uh, Nick, Hondo did not show up in this episode or this season, 18 Hondos. And I do think that this would not have been... Like, can you imagine, like, the turn we would take if Hondo walks in this episode? That would have been strange. That <laughs> would have been very strange. <laughs> Glad we did not see Hondo today, but we will see him soon. Yep, we'll see him soon here. And uh, Pete, 
Two more live-action cameos to wrap up the season. We got Tarkin again, and we got Krennic in 15. So 13 live-action cameos in 16 episodes. You wouldn't count um, Saw Gerrera? He's not live-action. He's animated first. Oh, you go by what's first. Yeah, he appears in Clone Wars first. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, definitely great additions to the tracker then. Absolutely here. So, Nick, we had one more planet here every hour, so we not hit the live bet. Just 15 planets in the season. Oh, the live bet was 15 and a half. Yep, we hit we just under. This is why we're the odds makers. This is yeah. the, you ever notice? You ever notice that when you're watching a football game, the team is down three, and the spread is like plus two, and you're like, well, if they get a touchdown here, they cover. If they don't, they don't cover. And it's like it always comes down to that the last two minutes. That's because they know. We a, know. It's a great live bet. Yeah. All right, next up here, Pete. We should be done with Sid, which means we should be done with Sid missions. So six total for this season. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hoping we never see Sid ever again. I think ever. I think we'll see her again, unfortunately. I'm I really hope not. Yeah, I'm upset that she got away like without dying. Absolutely here. And last but not least here, named clones here. I guess we have to include this uh, new clone character that we learned about here. So I got to retroactively add her into scene. So I guess 16. What was her name? I don't know. I got to look it up. Yeah. But we're going to say 16 for now. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll leave it as a 15. I'll let you know in the feedback show how much time, how many times she actually shows up in the season. All right. All right, so that's it for the trackers here. Next up, we're going to do our MVP LVP board. This is where we stand through 14 episodes of The Bad Batch, and here's where we are at right now on the season here. Uh, RIP Tech on top of the board, plus five. Cody and Dr. Hemlock at plus three. Cody in second place, Nick, after being in one episode, he tells you the range of the season. Wow, yeah. that's all I can say. <laughs> Then we have Gungi, Palpatine, and Benny the Thief at plus two. Plus ones, Crosshair, Echo, Romar, Mayday, Hunter, B. Genoa, and Nick. We ended in the positive. We did. Wow. Yes. Unless somebody, unless somebody here's giving us negative points today. We're, we're going to be the positive. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, Senator Chuchi, the only zero right now. Negative ones, Wrecker, Governor Groton, Tawny Ames, Disney, Venomore, and Mako. Negative two, Omega and the Empire. Negative three is Lieutenant Nolan and Vice Admiral Rampart. And down at the bottom, Vice uh, Sid, negative nine, bring up the rear here. So since this is such a jam-packed episode here, I think we should give out two each for MVP and LVP. So, Pete, you want to give us your two MVPs? Sure. Can they be from the, both the same episode? Sure. All right. So one of my MVPs is Tech. Um, and then my... Uh... My other MVP is is uh, Hemlock. I think the way he, I mean, my favorite scene uh, Nick described it was the just the kind of face off between Hemlock and Hunter, and I just thought that was amazing. And I think Hemlock is a fantastic character. Um, I don't think I've seen such a complex animated villain as good as Hemlock since Thrawn. So uh, fantastic, fantastic work by both uh, characters. So Tech and Hemlock. Uh, Nick, your MVPs. Um, same, same, you know, same reasons. Uh, he sacrificed himself for the team, and Hemlock is a fantastic villain. Simple as that. I then what the only issue I have with Hemlock is, and it's no one's fault. It's just time's fault. Let's say he doesn't die in this show. Yes. That's just a fifty-fifty, right? I can't see like his character existing when a New Hope happened. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he should be dead somewhere. No, 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 not, no, not like that. I just mean like 
his hairstyle, the way he talks, like I and New Hope came out in the seventies. Like it's just how it is. Yeah. I it just I can't see him existing in that time. Yeah, that's fair. But, but whatever. I mean, that's no one's fault. Making a clean sleep on Tech and Hemlock, as you say here, I mean like is any character he's been more successful than Dr. Hemlock in his limited appearances? Yeah, Tech. Yeah. I mean Tech I mean Hemlock <laughs> has a like in terms of like points per episode, he's very high. Yeah, he is, because he's a fantastic villain. It's great to establish a villain in a show, and if Boba Fett did that, it could be a different show. As leaders, go the other way here, Nick. Who are your two LEPs for the week? Uh, I'm going to give it to Sid. And I think you know. Omega. Omega. Yeah. Uh, Sid, because, like, actually, to be honest with you, I should have gave it to, like, the Bad Batch for going back to Sid. But just Sid in general, just because she sucks. Like, honestly, she didn't really do anything specific in this episode. If anything, she had a good, a strong episode because she won. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. But Omega, like, come on. That's like with the bow and arrow against 17 stormtroopers and Hemlock and with two of your guys being held hostage. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I'm also going to ding Omega here. I'm going to give one also to Saw Grayer for being a moron. I feel like Lorth, his plans have a lot more collateral damage. They actually end up being successful. They're giving Saw and, uh, Omega and LVPs here. So, Pete, how do you want to wrap this up? Yeah, Sid and Omega, uh, for the same exact kind of reasons as uh, as Nick. This is Sid needs to go. I'm tired of Sid. Omega, I'm really tired of. Uh, I'm really tired of just her thinking she could do everything, but she can't really do much. Yep. So that's it for this board here. I'll we'll go for the full thing in the postseason episode here. We're gonna do, but. Sid, uh, far away the LP, negative 11. <laughs> Just racking wow. up those points. They, don't tell me the rest of the list. I would love to see where Omega, I don't know where Omega Flick, and I don't remember what you showed. I can't wait to see that when we do the uh, the full season review. Well, she took three points today, like in the wrong the negative direction. And she was already kind of low, I'd imagine. So, and I'd love to see where Tech ended up, too, because I know he was in the, in the top. So, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Next up, you're going to grade the episode scale of 1 to 10. One is worth nineteen seventy eight Holly special. Ten out there the prison breakout set of Andor in terms of the best Star Wars live action content. So I'm gonna start out here with chapter fifteen. I'm gonna give this one a solid seven. I feel like it's a good good setup work here. A little bit of wasted energy, but I did like what we got here. Saw Guerrero's appearance was a lot of fun here. So Pete, what was your grade for chapter fifteen? I'm giving it an eight because I think the setup was perfect tonight. Honestly, they run together the two episodes. It's I don't think I don't really consider it a standalone episode. Um, I, I think compared to what we've gotten in a bad batch, I think this was one of the best ones so far. So uh, get me. Uh, Nick, I, I'm very, very different on these than you guys here. I'm giving this a four. I wasn't interested at all. I was contemplating like questioning. Am I watching the right episode through most through most of it? And, um, yeah, I, I honestly, with chapter 15, I felt like it was a completely different episode than what we got next. All right, next up here, chat uh, 16, plan 99 here. Pete, your first on the grade for that one. That's a nine for me. Oh, it was fantastic. I don't think it was the greatest thing I've seen in Star Wars, but it was really, really good. Uh, Nick? For me, this is a 10. So, like, for me, it was a, very, it was a, tale, of, it was a, a tale of two halves. I, I didn't like the first part. I was like, this is, and you had texted me before I watched it, like, this is so good. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I watched part two, and I was like, that's what he's talking about. Yep. I'm right there with this. Is, this is a 10. In terms of, like, bad bats, I do tend to curve up a little bit here. And, like, this is by far the best bad batch episode since the pilot. In terms of, like, 
getting us engaged, having a lot of fun storylines here. So two tens and a nine here. So they ended on a very strong note. If I had to read this together as one finale, I'd probably give it either an eight or a nine. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is, they did technically batch as two separate episodes, just, pack, just aired the same date, so. Right, if I only watched chapter 15 today, I would have told you it was a four. Okay, so. Which is the way I tried to grade that. That's it for us on the Bad Batch for now. We'll be back in a few weeks here, because we could do a, you know, we could do the thing next week, the season review, but, Nick, considering they have a panel at Celebration here, and there's still a lot of Mando stuff going on here, let's wait, let some stuff sell there. I feel like they're probably going to announce season three of Celebration. Yeah, let's do some Mando stuff. I think yeah, I think we should wait and let this digest a little because I feel like we're gonna have like very like hot takes. I want to see like if they cool down a little bit after this. Yeah, I'm with you. Also here, we'll be back next week for the Mandalorian chapter twenty two. And Pete, we're heading in a very fun direction. I think today set us finally like sell some of our concerns we had last week. Oh yeah, I think this was a really really good episode to sum everything up that we watched. As leader. That's going to end the Bad Batch podcast. So you want to thank you guys for coming on here. Uh, Pete, people want to find us on social media, I'm going to do that. At PJConStory29 on Twitter. Uh, Nick, one more time, the social like People follow the uh, Sky Guys. At Sky Guys Podcast. That's both on Instagram and on Twitter. You can also follow me on Twitter, MPhillips331. That's M P H I L I P S 331. This week over on the Jess and the Suffering podcast, we continue our March Madness with Troy Moriel, the Seeing Red podcast. And Nick, your brother Phil Kreider came on. We did our baseball over unders. Oh, just tell me, did he take over on the Giants again? He did not. Then I think I know one pick. If I get it right, you got to tell me. Yeah. Did he take over on the Chicago White Sox? No. Under? Did not touch it. All right, fine. Yeah. You don't have to tell me then. I will not tell you anything. That, that episode, that's in the podcast feed over there. If you want to check that out, then we'll be back with some Bad Batch season wrap-up in the near future. But until then, may the force be with you.